Tonight, I have a very special co-host with me, Alyssa, and we are going to be talking about a topic that is out of this world. Alyssa, can you tell our viewers and listeners what we're going to be talking about tonight? Yes, so we have a lot to talk about. I don't know how we're going to condense it all, but we're going to be talking about UFOs, the recent disclosure on Capitol Hill, um, and just lots of fun stuff, some UFO sightings. It's going to be great. You're going to want to not miss this one. And hey, if you're watching and uh, you've got some UFO stories you want to share, we're going to be taking the comments tonight and we will pay attention to it. Stick around. We are live and thank you for joining us. And hey, if you have not uh, subscribed to us yet and you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe and share this. Ring the bell so that you can go ahead and get notified when we come on with some great additions. A lot of times we talk about music, but tonight we have a musician with us who's going to be talking about something that I really believe we need to address right now because uh, the UFO alien topic has switched from being something that has been fringe to mainstream current events. Alyssa, you know, this has all of a sudden made a huge jump from fringe to mainstream. What are your thoughts on how fast this has happened? Why all of a sudden this focus on UFOs and aliens, in your opinion? Well, I, I think it's a couple things. I think the first thing in general, there's just been so much attention around this because of people coming forward and telling their stories. I think more of that's coming out on the news and um, we have footage now. We can take video of the things that we see. And although sometimes it's blurry, we still have that. And I think people are sharing that more. Um, and then with the recent whistleblower disclosure on Capitol Hill that just made the news recently. And um, now we know some things that are in fact real. And I think this is just the beginning of what's to come and what's to be revealed. Yeah, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of this. And I've been thinking about this topic myself. And I came up with three. These are Glenn's three. Three, Trace. Okay, for this is big Spanish. Three reasons why this is becoming mainstream. And I really agree with you. Hey, everybody now has a camera. Mm -hmm. It used to be back in the day, if you saw something in the... Um, in the sky, you'd have to fire up the old VHS camcorder, throw it on the shoulder <laughs> by the time you got out there. And uh, hey, Kathy, thank you for joining us this evening. Cousin Kathy is watching tonight. Hey, That's my cousin Kathy. All right. Yeah, we <laughs> are going to go some places that a lot of people are afraid to go. But, you know, everybody's mm -hmm. got a camera now. And now we have this thing that we're on right now, YouTube. So mm -hmm. we can share the videos. And yeah, some of them do come out blurry, but you're catching things that are not normal. Yeah. So we, we do have that. But I was also thinking, too, it very well could be that there is an increase, just an overall increase in UFO activity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Would you agree, disagree with that, maybe? Yeah, sure. And, and I think this is something that we'll get into later. But when we put it with the biblical narrative, I think there's a reason why this is becoming more and more. Um, so, yeah, I would agree. It's you just see more of it now. Yeah, you do. You really do. And uh, we're going to show there we go. We've got our little alien face down there <laughs> as well as our flying saucer. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I think maybe it's just the time that we're living in and God's allowing these things to be revealed mm -hmm. because it's just part of the overall plan. Something else that I thought about is I remember, and I'm probably dating myself with this now, I remember when the stealth bomber and the stealth fighter got rolled out in 1988 and 89. And they were like, oh, wow, this is our new stealth bomber and our new stealth fighter. But guess what? We've been using these since the 1970s. So mm -hmm. it very well could be that the usefulness for keeping this hush-hush now is kind of past. You know, we're on to something else now. So mm -hmm. it's okay now to, to kind of let this stuff out. So those are the three things that, um, that I thought about. Uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on as a co-host this evening is you've spent a great deal of time exploring this topic while you're writing songs, touring, producing albums. <laughs> uh, you've really taken a dive and an interest in the UFOs and the extraterrestrials. What in the world or what out of this world do you think we're dealing with? Is this demons? Is this things from other planets? Is this something from another dimension? Or is it, you know, um, people from three-letter agencies dressing up in suits, you know, trying to scoop <laughs> people out? What, what's going on? 
honestly, besides the last, <laughs> although I think that they're probably involved somehow, I think it's I think it's all of them. I think, um, you know, I was thinking a lot about this because it's I, I feel like I've been doing so much research and just listening to so many things. And there's so many viewpoints on this of like, what are these things? And I think the conclusion I've come to is that I think that it's nefarious. I think all of these things that there is some sort of a demonic element to it. Um, I wouldn't classify aliens as demons. I think those are two different entities. Um, Yeah, which that's, I think, like one of the controversial things in the Christian community, because that's how we make sense of things. We just like throw the word, you know, it's a demon on it to try to make sense of what this thing could be. Um, But I don't think we can do that with this. Um, So I don't know necessarily what they are. I think they're physical created beings who created them. I don't know. But we know, again, from um, the latest whistleblower accounts that these things are real, that the government has in possession real physical spacecrafts and um, real physical, I think they said an actual alien that they have. Um, So you can't say that these things are purely spiritual, even in the sense of like when you think about people who take like psychedelics and it's like they see things and they, you know, go to other places. Like, I think this is more concrete than, than that. Um, so I'm not really sure what my views are. I, I just know that it is a nefarious thing. And I believe that there is some sort of a demonic element to it. And I don't necessarily know what that is. Um, but when you think about like the abductions, which we're going to get into more too, um, is there something more going on? And is this, you hear about like the breeding program and all this stuff. So oh yeah, anyway, I get into so many things, but I, I'll leave it at that for now. That's what I think it is for now. Joseph, thank you for joining us on YouTube live tonight. I love your alien face, your UFO. And oh, we got a frowny face there too. This <laughs> actually, you know, is a very serious topic and I, I would mm-hmm. understand a frowny face at this time. And as you said, uh, there, there is a lot of nefariousness, I believe, mm-hmm. behind this. And it's interesting that you say that there's probably several different things going on here at once. We maybe do have extraterrestrials from other planets. And that's not a spiritual being. That's just another type of creation, mm-hmm. uh, if you really think about it. Then we probably have the demonic element, especially as we move into the breeding programs. And we'll definitely uh, get into that uh, later on this evening. And then you probably just have as well something from other dimensions. Uh, Scientists Mm -hmm. have proven that there's six other dimensions that we do not see. Mm -hmm. And God can create and created whatever he wanted to. And even though these things, whatever's nefarious with all of this, when God created it all, guess what? It was what, Melissa? It was called good. Mm -hmm. Everything was good. I'm going to play a clip real quick. Um, I had the privilege of interviewing Dr. Michael Heiser three years ago. Uh, just before he was diagnosed with uh, stomach cancer, and he just passed, and he weighed in on this. And I like what you say about the church, uh, how we just kind of box, thing, box things that we don't understand into demons. And he's got a mm-hmm. very interesting point about this that a lot of people don't realize. This is Dr. Michael Heiser in an interview from three years ago. The, the UFO question is very complicated. You, you, it really belongs in about six or seven buckets. There is no one aspect of there's no one bucket that all this fits into and the ufo community itself is quite divided on that because they recognize that so in principle i don't have a theological problem with there being et's it used to be in the history of the church that 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 was almost a doctrinal requirement a lot of people don't know that in the middle ages up until the 1700s the, the the church was quite positively disposed to the idea of there being other worlds and the reason was, is because if you limited life to one world, that, again, th- certain theologians taught that that limited God's omnipotence. A lot of what you said mm-hmm. right there. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. We, we really need to get away from the sticking our head in the sand. And I'd like to challenge mm-hmm. pastors. Mm-hmm. and church leaders right now to start talking about this because if you don't people are going to get swept away into some really weird weird stuff yeah uh very unusual things and something that i was thinking about 
uh, you know, we've seen a lot of increase in UFO activity. We've seen a lot of increase in demonic activity as well. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, there's been an increase in angelic activity in the world, too, from what I've been getting mm -hmm. reports from from different believers. And even in my own life, uh, we did a lot. Uh, we recorded a live stream. It wasn't live, but we recorded a podcast a couple weeks ago. And uh, as I was recording it, my wife saw an angel in the house watching what we were doing. So, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's like the heavens taking interest in what's going on. Wow. So I think there's a thinning in the veil right yep, now. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you elaborate on the thinning of the veil a little bit, Alyssa? Yeah. So and, and that's I, I guess I have a question with that, too. Do you think that that's a part of the the interdimensional aspect? Yeah. OK, I do. I do. Yep. I yeah, do. that that's that's what I was wondering because even like when you think about like these spaceships, how they just appear and disappear in an instant, like I think to put that in a dimensional context makes that make sense. Even, like I'm sure that there's technology along with that too. Um, but yeah, I think the thinning of the veil, you see people who have more of a sensitivity to spiritual things in um that they see. Like I I've known people within the church who have seen actual demons and have seen those things and have seen angels and, and things like that. So I think some people naturally just have that ability to kind of see into that dimensional aspect. Um, but I think there's an aspect too of just that veil in general thinning in that stuff becoming more here on earth. And, and we know like when we go back to the Bible days, like angels visited people and people saw these things. And um, so I think we're going to see more of that too. Yeah, absolutely. And with the thinning of the veil, I was doing some thinking about that a little bit. You take a look at when these UFO sightings really started to pick up. I mean, let's go back to 1947 with, with Roswell, the, the, the one that everybody knows. And mm -hmm. when they first reported it on the radio, it was like crashed UFO. And then they kind of yeah, had to reel that back in mm -hmm. after, after they reported it. Um, but, you know, there was a major shift in the world that happened in 1948. And that was Israel was birthed as a nation. So a lot, God was doing a lot in the earth uh, that was very visible at the mm -hmm. time. And there was definitely angelic activity with that. So I'm not surprised with 1947, but also you take a look at what was going on then. There was a major rise of the occult at that mm -hmm. time with Aleister Crowley. And our, even our own space program, you had Jack Parsons, the, the black sex magic practicer, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, mm -hmm. and that they were trying to break that veil. They were trying to break through that yeah. veil. Yeah. Have you heard, um, I listen to the Blurry Creatures podcast like all the time, um, and they have guests on there, but the one woman's name was, um, I believe it's Laura something, um, but she was talking about even going back to Hitler, how she believes, which it made a lot of sense. She believes that all of um, like just all of the the mass murder and that he committed like that was a almost a sacrifice because he was in the Luciferian occult. And, oh, yes. and did that trigger this opening of something and letting this demonic entity in Um so I, I thought that was interesting, too, of how it could go all the way back to like what what Hitler did. Was that even deeper than what we know? And was it obviously it was demonic, but was there an element to that of this spiritual ushering in that happened during that time? And that even like the the bloodlines, like because when you think of now, there are certain key factors in who gets abducted. And it's not it's not all the same, but um even like the Nephilim bleeding breeding program, it's blonde haired, blue eyes. Like it's a certain type of person who has a certain type of blood. And, and so did it all stem from there? And like, was that the start of it? So yeah, it's cool when you look back at history to see where did this all begin? You're blowing my mind with this because there's a couple of things that uh, is just coming back to my memory and my research on this, going back to world war two, a lot of our pilots, our fighter pilots during World War II had UFO sightings, mm. and they referred to those UFOs as the Foo Fighters. Hmm. Great band that we got yeah. now, <laughs> Dave Grohl and crew, um, but they call them Foo Fighters. They, they really didn't know how to explain them. They called them Foo Fighters. And yes, wow. the, the whole master race thing uh, with Hitler um, 
trying to make it so that there was one particular race, a guy who did not have blonde hair and blue eyes himself. Mm -hmm. And um, there are some are uh, some historians that I've um, kind of listened to that have said that, you know, he was very he would meet with the the Nordic aliens. And that Mm -hmm. was part of the whole thing with it. But if you take a look at Hitler and the occult, you know, Hollywood is very close to the to reality. Hitler was after the Ark of the Covenant. He was after the Holy Grail. Those are all things that because he wanted that power yeah. uh, for nefarious, uh, nefarious reasons. So yet yeah, World War II uh, and, and a lot of the things that they did, a lot of the Nazi symbols were occultic as well. And, yeah. uh, you know, again, that was a major shift in things going on in the world. And we all know Hitler was a type of, of Antichrist yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And she even, sorry, oh, she, she even went on to say that she believes that this, um, that from that bloodline that Hitler created, would the Antichrist come from that bloodline, which I think is a really interesting concept too. That is, that that's a very interesting concept. And I, I have a very hard time and uh, we might we our, our equipment might go down in a minute if I go oh, too no. far into this, but I have a very hard time believing that a private from World War One that was a frustrated artist that got hit with mustard gas by himself rose to power. Mm. Yep, it, it just don't work that way. I mean, you're in the music industry and you know how uh-huh. hard it is to get recognized um, with all the talent that you have, and you have this talentless dude basically, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he makes this rise to power. Yep. Um, and, you know, even just watching his speeches and things like that, I remember that in high school, I'd, I'd be moved. I'd be like, I don't understand a word he's saying, but I'm feeling something. There's mm-hmm. something here. There was a very strange charisma behind that. So there was definitely some Luciferian activity going around, um, going around Hitler at that time. Um, you know, the other thing, too, that I find very interesting, going back to what Dr. Heiser said, he said exactly what you said. Yeah, we may have biological entities, but the church mm-hmm. back in the 17th century, that was a doctrinal requirement almost to believe in other worlds. Yeah. We yeah, I, I never so I never heard that before. Yeah, I, I just I remembered him saying that and I pulled that clip up the other day. I was like, oh, wow. And, and he's right. You know, who are we to limit God with what he's created? Mm-hmm. And. You know, think about this for a minute, though, because this opens up a whole bunch of crazy thoughts. It's like, well, did Jesus die for the aliens, too? No, no, he didn't. No, (laughs) I mean, that's a whole nother, you know, that's like fish. All right. I mean, mean, he did come to save the whole world and redeem the world, but it was not for fish. Yeah. Um, Basically, we are the ones that are created in the image of God. Fish aren't and whatever is out there is not created in the image of God either. And I, I, I really believe that there's something called celestial jealousy. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. <laughs> you know, now, if these are demonic, Alyssa, where, where did these demons come from? Can you share a little bit about that from your research? Yes. Yeah, so this is another thing that can go in 10 different other rabbit holes. Um, but I was listening to, um, again, on Blurry Creatures, there's a guy named Tim Alberino. Um, who I think worked closely with Heiser as well. Um, But I think he has a little bit of a different take than Heiser. But uh, when you go back to the very beginning and when you think of um, just like the fall of Satan and and his his pride and his desire to be like God. And um, like you said, that cosmic jealousy of, you know, God created humans in his likeness. And um, and I believe that Satan wants to create as well. And, and those, the fallen angels who came down and who bred with human women and created that Nephilim giant species, like they wanted their own creation here on earth to have the dominion here on earth. And so I think, um, yeah, I think that's kind of where that cosmic jealousy kind of started was just wanting to be like God and um, jealous of humanity because we were made in the image of god yeah i think i i do want to jump to the abductions right now real quick before we get into the sightings and we've got your dad who's going to come on with us in a few moments to uh share some of the sighting that he had and i'm very 
excited to share some sightings that I had. I even have some new footage to show that I just got uh, from a very credible source. Um, and I'd like people to weigh in. And if anybody out there has a, um, has a story of seeing a UFO or encountering a UFO or, or even an abduction, I mean, we, we, we'll go into that. Um, you know, just, just message us, comment, and uh, we, will, we will discuss that. But that jealousy in the bloodlines, Alyssa, goes back to Genesis 3. Yeah, when uh, Adam and Eve they disobeyed God, and God, this is what God said. He said this to he was both addressing Eve as well as the serpent, who is Satan. It says in verse thirteen, and the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat it. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly thou shalt go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And this is where it gets interesting. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. Mm -hmm. So this gets very interesting. So the woman has seed, and Satan has seed mm -hmm. as well. Um, it, shall, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. These abductions, can you tell us a little bit more about your research in that, Alyssa, and, and how this relates to seed and breeding and everything like that? Yeah, so I've listened to a few different um, accounts of people who have been abducted, again, all on Blurry Creatures. Um, and the one woman who who gave her story, she said that she had been abducted since she was a child, and um, she would remember just going in there, and and she would play with the other children who weren't like children they looked physically um like her but they had no emotions they were just very flatlined and she would play with these um kind of human kids and she didn't know why she was there um and then when she got older she kind of figured out that she they were learning from her like learning how to be a normal child and um as she got older there were multiple times that she was pregnant and she would just lose the pregnancy she would go into the doctors and they'd say like we don't see anything there's no sign of you ever being pregnant and so her theory which was what she was convinced by it that she was taken by these aliens impregnated by them and birthed these alien babies that um were like the things that she played with when she was younger and she even said that um there's a couple times where she believes that she was visited by her, by what were her children who she never saw. Um, so I, that was just like a crazy story that I heard, but I believe that all of these abductions, it is to study humanity and to replicate it. Um, and to, I guess, breed this, this other race of these human hybrid creatures. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably some people that are watching us now or going to be watching on the replay that are like, these these people are nuts, especially <laughs> especially people that uh, are believers. You know, they're like this yeah. is this is nuts. This, yeah. Nobody's told me about this in, in church. What is the biblical basis for even the remote reality of a hybrid program by these nefarious creatures um, biblically um, going back to Genesis? Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So another thing that I'm not, I'm not quite sure on, I feel like this is something that you need to like study in depth and um, really know your stuff about. But from what I have heard so far, I, I think that this is all going to usher in the end times. I think that again, you know, God created man and we have dominion over the earth. I think that, and then we had a savior, which is Jesus Christ who, who saves us and, um, and we're a part of you know, a part of him. And I think the other side wants to do the similar thing when, again, when I talked about like the Nephilim species with the fallen angels coming and breeding with the human women because they wanted their seed on earth. I think that that's kind of part of it. I think it's this, and they will have their savior, which who isn't, which would be the mm. antichrist. Um, and so I've, I've heard this theory. I believe it was Tim Alberino who, who was talking about this. But it's like we have our kind of like our side of the humans and Jesus who saves us. And then they're going to have their other side and they believe that this will be their savior. Um, and that's all it's false. Um, 
but yeah, that's kind of what I heard that, you know, that's going to kind of usher in this, this antichrist in, um, we're all, we'll all duke it out at the end of it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense because, you know, Genesis six is where it talks about the Nephilim and it talks Mm -hmm. about the sons of God coming down and, and having sex with the women, you Mm -hmm. know, to produce their own seed. Uh, and then to really get full understanding of it, you have to go and you have to take a look at the book of Enoch. Yeah. And there's another book that I'd like to encourage people to take a look at because it's also mentioned in scripture in the book of Joshua where the sun stood still for a day. It's recorded in the book of Jasher. And if you read in the book of Jasher in the beginning chapters of what it was like in the days of Noah, what you were just saying, Alyssa, um, they were doing DNA experiments back then. Hmm. And that's recorded in the book of Jasher, an ancient book. There is nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. And um, I've got, we've got Orlando weighing in from Florida and we're glad that he has survived the hurricane. (laughs) Hell yeah. He says, greetings. I believe that it's part of good versus evil. There are bad ones. There are also good ones. They can be uh, interdimensional as well. I did see a UFO in 1995 in Puerto Rico, a ship with three circle red lights and it made no sound at all. I also believe that some uh, can be man-made, yes, re- and reverse technology. They've, they've been talking about that at the congressional hearings. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that some are even working with secret governments. <laughs> yep. Uh, the topic is way too big to condense into a short <laughs> period of time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, and that's what I'm seeing a lot of people after they're listening to these hearings, getting the consensus of, is that, that there's more than just... Um, aliens you know Mm -hmm. there's there's all this stuff that's that's going on you know and i want to go back to the thinning of the veil because you were talking about the days of noah and what it was like and how it's going to be like that in the end times and this is part of the end times and i had never thought of it as them trying to create their own savior that is a very interesting thought i want to put a hold on that and we'll come back to that in a minute but you know the days of noah the tower of babel Mm -hmm. they were trying to reach heaven Um, And I've heard some theories that that necessarily wasn't a tower, but it was more of a portal that they were trying to build to cross into different dimensions. Hmm. And a lot of this UFO activity has picked up now since they fired CERN back up. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, And if anybody has any questions about CERN, just watch Stranger Things and what's going on with them. <laughs> and uh, the thinning of the veil to the upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows it. It shows it perfectly there. But the other thing, too, Alyssa, have you given any thought to all of a sudden we've got this, you know, disclosure in Congress about <clears throat> UFOs, and then all of a sudden, like AI is just taking over the world? Do you see any correlation between AI and aliens and all that stuff? I was actually just thinking about that. Um, I don't know. I, I I mean, yes, I think so. I don't know exactly what that is. Um, I believe it was, I think it's Laura Sanger. I think that's her name. I keep trying to think of. Um, but she has the the whole concept of this hive mind. And, um, and it kind of goes, it's so complex. And I'm not exactly sure if I'm saying this correctly, if this is what she exactly said. But with, um, with this hybrid, oh, this gets so complex. With this hybrid breeding program, she believes that this is like a war on our DNA and that this incorporates, I mean, it does because it's, it's incorporates another strand of DNA and into, because it's not a full human with these breeding programs. And, um, she believes that eventually that can turn into this hive mind where everybody's minds are synced and, and I wonder if that does coincide with the AI stuff. And, and if everybody's kind of coming into this synced consciousness, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I kind of have like roundabout information about it, but nothing concrete, but I, I have heard her kind of talk about something like that. That's very interesting about the collective consciousness, because what I just see from it, from what you're saying is, that's a um, that's a counterfeit of what the church is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Everybody, one body, one mind, one heart, 
yeah. submitted to the head of Christ, the headship of Christ. Wow. Wow. Orlando's got another comment. I even heard a theory that Job was on an underwater ship, which the writer called a whale. I don't know, but I think that the angels that helped Lot are part of the good, the good aliens. Very well could be. There's a lot of stuff in scripture that we don't quite understand. And when you take a look at it, it's, it's, it's kind of like, oh, wow. It's just very unusual. I want to bring your dad in. He's got a account of a UFO that he saw. We've got Ken with us. There he is. Ken, welcome to the live stream. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Can you share with us your account of, uh, of what you saw? Well, so I grew up in uh, eastern, northeastern Ohio, uh, around the Youngstown area. So that's kind of, there's still some hills. Uh, it hasn't started flattening out to go out to the Midwest yet. Um, and we happen to live in, in somewhat of a valley. And uh, <clears throat> I know that, and it was in the country, in the farm country of Ohio. And I, um, I know it was a Thursday night. Um, I was, I was, uh, it was, I think it was 1977. And I know it was a Thursday night because my parents always had Bible study. And so my parents, we had about, oh, 50 uh, hound dogs. They were uh, coon dogs. And so every night we'd have to go down and feed the dogs. That was a thing. And so it was a couple hundred yards away from the house and it was down the hill. And, um, we were, so my sister and I, I had a sister who's three years older than me. My sister and I, we went down, um, to this outbuilding, like this big shed. And there were, it was, there was kennels and there was a lot of puppies and stuff in there. And this was at night. Um, it was in the winter and, you know, so it gets dark early. And so we get down, she's inside the shed and she's, um, you know, feeding the puppies and doing all that. And of course, I'm not doing anything. I'm outside the shed, just goofing off and looking around. And um, it, in Youngstown, it, it, there was a lot of air traffic um, because there was Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Akron. There was a lot. There was constant stuff in the sky, airplanes. And um, so I'm outside and I'm looking up in the sky. And because we were in a valley, I could see from like maybe 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock. And there was trees on both sides. So I was looking up in the air and I saw these lights way up in the sky, like airplane lights. And I counted and they were in a row, perfect row. And there was either seven of them or nine of them. I can't remember now if it was seven or nine. Um, but I, I counted them and they were all in a perfect line. And I said to my sister, I said, hey, check it out. Look, it must be the military. And they, they were coming from west to east. And I knew west was Pittsburgh. I mean, east of us was Pittsburgh. And I said, hey, they must be coming from that military uh, base over in Pittsburgh. And she didn't pay any attention to me. She could care less. And so I kept watching them and watching them until they got out of view on the other side. And, you know, went back about my business, which was doing nothing and goofing off while she did the, all the work. And... Um, and I keep looking around in the sky and a few minutes later, I look and they're coming back the other way. And I see the lights and I count them and it was the same number, seven or nine. And I said to my sister, Hey, they're coming back. They must be going back to Pittsburgh. Uh, it's gotta be the same ones because it's the same number. And she didn't pay any attention to me. And so I kept watching and watching, watching until they all got out of, view except the last one all of them went out of the view except the last one it was a little dot in the sky and then that quick it was right on top of me it was treetop level it was a huge huge spaceship um probably uh maybe 60 70 80 feet in diameter it was big it was as big as a few houses and it just sat above me and just hummed. It was a very, very low hum. You could hardly hear it. It, it was almost silent, but there was a hum. And up inside, there was a big recessed circle, like a donut, like looking up in the inside of a donut. Uh, but it was all, it wasn't rounded off like a donut. And up inside there, there was, there was um, uh, tinted glass, dark glass, and I could see 
LED lights and things, you know, mechanical light things working in, you know, uh, control panels or whatever. And I could see, um, I'll say beings moving around in there. I could see silhouettes. Now I didn't see any, any big grays, you know, alien heads. Um, what I saw looked to be like humans. Um, and it sat there for a couple minutes. Um, there was lights that there was indirect lighting up inside there of pastel colors. And there was a, a it wasn't harsh light coming down. It was just soft light from the indirect lighting that was that was swirling around up inside of that area. And then as fast as it came, it was immediately gone. I did not see it go up, forward, backward. I just saw it vanish. And so my sister and I, I mean, she, she was then paying attention. She was looking out the window of the shed and she wouldn't let me in. She locked me out and I'm trapped outside, like hovering in the corner at the corner of the shed, looking up in this thing. Um, and then we ran up, we told our parents, we told, you know, eh, we, you know, was going crazy. Um, and my, my neighbor, Mr. Dinzio, he was, uh, very committed Christian. He was like, Oh, I hope they come back. Cause I want to lead them to Jesus. I'm thinking you're out of your mind, dude. If you saw what I saw, you'd be shaking in your boots. Um, but, um, uh, so then what makes it a little more, uh, weird is like, uh, an hour later, you know, maybe a couple hours later, my dad was like, you guys gotta, you gotta feed them dogs, get back down there. Well, I'm scared to death. And at this point, my dad's over it. And he tells us, get back down there and feed the dogs. So the dogs, they know that it's feeding time. It was feeding time two hours ago and they were flipping out. They were lunging at their chains because we, we had about 20 dogs that were in boxes on chains. They had been lunging at the chains and carrying on because they knew it was feeding time. We go back two hours later, not one single dog would come out of its box. We shined a flashlight, all we saw with their eyes inside the box. We had to go and take their food, put it in the pans and put it inside their boxes because not one of them came out of the box. They were spooked from something. Um, so that's uh, that's what I saw. I I, um, uh, I didn't. What irritates me to this to this day is the fact that, and I don't have an answer for this. Why didn't they take me? Why was I rejected? Why didn't they abduct me? <laughs> now I can understand why they wouldn't abduct my sister. Ten minutes, <laughs> they bring her back. They bring her back in ten minutes. Um, but me, I don't know. So. Uh, that that that's what I saw. Wow, wow! What a what an eyewitness account. Um, I have a question for you about that. When you were watching that, other than Terry, you know how a lot of times you can feel the atmosphere of either this is good or you can feel evil. Did you feel good, evil? Did you sense anything like that? No. So you know what? I, I've talked with Alyssa about this, and um, you know, and I was a you know at that point I was. Um, 11 ish, 12 ish. Um, and you know, I was at that, I mean, I was a committed Christian kid, grew up, you know, had strong faith. So I, I could, um, I could definitely was tuned into good and evil, you know, and, but I can honestly say that I did not have any sense of like spiritual demonic type fear. I was scared to death on a human level. I, I, oh, yeah. I was afraid I was going to get abducted. Um, and, but I didn't have that. I did not have feel that I can't say that. Oh, I think it was not, it was demonic or anything. I know that it was something physical. If I would have had a rock, I could, it was close enough that I could have hit it with a rock and it would have probably went ding. Um, so there was a physical mass there. Um, but I can't say that it was demonic in nature, but I, I definitely feel that it was nefarious in nature. I don't think those were the good guys. You know, yeah, yeah I, I would agree. I don't think it was military technology because that's been 45 years. I mean, something would have come up by now. They, they've had plenty of opportunities around this globe to use that advanced technology. And, you know, there's enough capitalists out there in the military industrial um, segment that 
if there was something that they did, they'd have been making money on it by now. So I just think it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't something that um, was from our military industrial complex. I catch a drift. I catch a drift. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, you know, really uh, to get some more detail on that, I would refer everybody to check out the redacted podcast with Clayton, uh, Clayton Morris uh, and his wife. Um, they do a lot on this as well. They've been talking a lot about it. That is an amazing story. I have to laugh, you know, why didn't they take me? Why didn't they take me? I've actually seen a greeting card with that, with a guy standing on there with the UFO. It's like, take me, take me. Well, well, so to, to, to kind of uh, make that story even a little more wilder, um, several years later, um, grew up, went to college, got a job in Pittsburgh, and I was working uh, for Westinghouse at the time. And there was a guy who worked on night shift and he, we were in a meeting and someone said something about a oh, UFO, you know, they make, you know, side comments. And he's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's all funny until you see one. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Till you see one. Right. And he's like, what, you see one? I'm like, what, did you see one? So we kind of, he, he and I are both designers and artists. So we got talking and we went off and we, we drew what we saw separately. And what he, he saw, so he lived uh, about, he grew up about 20 miles from where I grew up in Ohio. He saw, had the exact same experience. And if, and if I saw seven of these things, he saw nine. So his was a different number, but it was the same exact experience. The last one came down on top of him. What he drew and what I drew was virtually the same. His the hair on his arm stood up when he saw what I drew. Um, and I first thing I asked him, I said, was it a Thursday night? And he's like, how the heck would I know if it's Thursday night? It's like, you know, 15 years ago. Um, but his experience was very similar to mine in the same part of Ohio. It could, he knew it was in the winter. It could have been the same time period. We, we weren't able to figure that out. Isn't it interesting how people laugh it off and, you know, kind of like, oh, that's not real. They really did have an experience and it's a way that they deal with the, the trauma that's involved. There, there is trauma that that is not natural to see something like that or to consider outside of our paradigm of, of what we what we perceive. I also find it interesting how your dog sensed it and they would not get out. Dogs are very keen sensors of evil spiritual they see things that we that we don't see and uh, it's very interesting that they did not um want to come out i want to pull up a recent photo that i just got it's going to take me a second to get it up on the screen uh this comes from a very credible source none of this is photoshopped i'm just going to go in and uh and blow it up here i'm going to go ahead and share the screen okay here it is all right so um what we're looking at there is this this craft that's right here. Um, it does not look like an airplane at all. Uh, this came from a very credible source. Uh, nothing's been photoshopped. I've never seen a plane that looks like this. Um, if anybody's seen anything like this, let me let me know. Let me go in here. Go a little little bit closer. You know, notice how the tail's elongated. Mm-hmm in the back and um joseph says they're trying to cover up the truth yeah there's there is a lot of cover up and truth in a lot of this stuff um but yeah this is something that was just recently uh sent to me by a credible source and uh just found it very very interesting and uh it was the picture was taken at the time that the uh the hearings were going on uh on capitol hill so wow. could be a drone i don't know i don't know what it is Alyssa, any thoughts? Yeah, what, I've what's never the first thing? I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Where Can where did he thoughts? see this? Um, this was um it looks like one of the Guardians of the Galaxy ships. This was actually seen in Washington, DC. Oh wow. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Looks like a Klingon ship from uh from Star Trek, a couple different things. But the thing that got me is the elongated tail. With most mm -hmm. aircraft, you're gonna have um, you know, the upper portion of the tail and the back, you don't see that. And the wings, that's a little, that's a little thick for a, for a, for a wing. Yeah. 
go in on that. Very unusual. Could be a type of drone. I, you know, I just don't know. That is definitely what I would call a UAP because mm-hmm. it's unidentified. Yeah. Just because it's uh, classified as a UAP or a UFO does not mean that uh, that it's from outer space or from a different dimension. It just means you can't identify it. So we're going to, if anybody on the uh, replay watches this, is watching this, um, and you can identify what this thing is, go ahead and let us know. And uh, I, I'm just dying to figure out what it is. I showed it to a friend of mine. He's like, that looks like a dragon. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, I, I like what Orlando says. It looks like one of the ships on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It's, it, it's Groot and crew coming to, uh, to, to check things out. Ken, thank you so much for uh, sharing your account with us. It, it takes a lot of bravery to do that. Um, it takes a lot of bravery for Alyssa to come on too tonight and to, to discuss this topic, which I think is very, very important right now. Uh, for the church to understand and, you know, not to get with the times, but to be able to be conversant in these things and lead people to the, to the truth of the matter. And the truth of the matter is, yeah, even though there's other stuff that's out there, that does not, not negate the fact that we were the ones that were created in the image of God. We were the ones who Jesus came to redeem, no matter what's out there. And I get very concerned about people that get all excited about this, especially with the way the world is now. It's like, oh, wow, the aliens Uh, or whatever these things are, they seem smarter than us because they've built these really cool crafts. So now we're going to uh, ask them how to make political decisions and worship them. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're really, really fickle um, in in the things that we, things that we do. Alyssa, have you had any uh, experiences where you've seen any craft or anything like that? No, I have not. I, I have always been, um, I get a lot of weird dreams. I feel like a lot of spiritual dreams. I've had sleep paralysis and things like that. So um, I feel like supernaturally I've experienced a lot of different things, but nothing, nothing alien related. But definitely your eyes are open to the spirit realm. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense since it runs in your family through your, through your, through your dad. Ken, thank you so much for joining us. You can stay on with us as we continue to tackle this topic tonight of UFOs. Um, and alien creatures. Um, going back to the breeding programs, I'd like to uh, pull up a cl- another clip from Dr. Heiser from an interview from three years ago, where he actually talked about the abductions. And I, I know of some people that have had experience with abductions, um, and it's very real and traumatic. This is a mm-hmm. very serious topic and not one that's to be taken lightly, especially as you listen to what Dr. Heiser has to say about abductees when you get in the 20th century the 50s onward then you start getting these contactee and abductee accounts and, and they, they can be very sinister very demonic very violent um john keel the mothman prophecies guy he's the guy who wrote that book he also wrote ufos operation trojan horse he was not a christian but he was he was right down the line this is this is demonology Hmm. There you have it. Um, yeah. You know, and and that's what I've heard too, Alyssa. Any insight onto the people that you've heard of through the podcast and the research that you've done on the abductions? Um, going back to that, does that fall in line with what Dr. Heiser is saying there in that segment? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anybody who's been abducted has experienced anything positive. I think it's all been um, been evil. It's they've all experienced trauma. And they've all seen. I think the important thing to note is everybody has seen very similar things. And I think when you have like Tim Alberino, he was saying that there's been millions of accounts of people who have experienced abductions. So when all of these experiences have all lined up and everybody has seen very similar things, it's hard to not believe that those things are true. And these people live with these traumas their whole life. Um, So yeah, I think people are they experience this trauma and it's very real and it's very evil. Now, these people that have experienced the same things, they, they have not communicated with each other. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. And it was interesting because I was, I listened to um, two different podcasts, all on blurry creatures and the two people, they hadn't heard each other's account and they were both saying like the exact same things that they that they saw and the people who were interviewing them were like, that's so crazy. Cause that guy just said like the same exact thing. So yeah, I don't, I don't think when you think about too, even just like abuse in general, 
like people are quick to say like they made that up or that's not true but why would anybody ever want that to be their reality even you could say oh it's for attention but um i don't i don't believe that i don't believe that these people would make up such a traumatic thing like that yeah it's, it's interesting you bring that up um, the trauma that's involved with it um have you heard any of the the critics what are their what do they say is the reason why these people critically would have these experiences and share the same the same accounts and trying to debunk this stuff have you dove into that at all um i mean not not really i've just heard when these people come on they just say that either they're too scared to tell their story sometimes it's on these podcasts it's the first time they've actually shared because i don't think people can can wrap their mind around it i think it's difficult for people to believe and it shakes their sense of reality and they don't want to believe it i think that's probably a big thing too because if you if you admit that that's a reality your whole worldview just gets kind of scary and, and kind of shaky and i think um part of that too is why again as christians we need to be at the forefront of this and discussing this so that that's not the reaction but i i think a lot of it is people just don't share because they fear that people won't believe them because it's a crazy thing to say. It's a crazy thing to believe. So I think people are just too scared to accept that there's a different reality than what they know. Yeah, and, and that's the same thing with people that see angels and see demons as well. Mm -hmm. um, even even those that have the, the gift of prophetic dreams, a lot of times they keep those to themselves uh, because yeah. they're scared to, to uh, you know, up again. Um, so Alyssa, real quick, um, you mentioned that the end times, this is all part of the unfolding in the end times. Can you share with us a little bit about that again? Yeah, I guess to, to sum it all up, I think, you know, people have been saying, we don't know when the end will be. We don't know. Um, only, only God knows when the end is, but I think based on prophecies that have been coming true over time that prophesy when the end times are coming. I think everybody can agree that it's coming soon. We don't know how soon, but um, it's all starting to kind of unfold. And And I think just with the the recent disclosures and how the media is, is bringing this out more, I, I think it's all related. I think it's all going to come to a head. Um, and I think that all of this is going to be related to the end times. So I'm interested in to see how it all, I guess, plays out. It's a little scary, but again, when you when you know God, it's not so scary because you're on the good team and you know who wins. Um, but yeah, I think I think this is all just a part of it, and and I don't know how, but I think it's all a part. That's right, and we just have to remember that God created it all. We are running out of time, though. We could talk about this all night, and I understand when Mike is acting up a little bit again. Um, but, uh, we are uh, out of time tonight, and we're going to have to do this again and dive into it a little bit more, into what's going on in the world with this. But we just have to remember that God created everything. He's in control. We are the only ones that were created in his image. There's only one Savior. That's Jesus Christ. These little E.T. Reese's Pieces eating things ain't your Savior. They yeah. ain't going to be. Uh, if they do exist as a biological, God created them too. And then there's all the nefarious stuff that's out there as well. Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun, and I'd love to do it again. I want to hear about your experiences. We didn't get to dive into that tonight. We'll, we'll so. do another edition uh, this season on, on Glenn's experiences with UFOs, and I've got yes. a couple of them. So, all right, everybody, until next week, we will be back to the music. Orlando says great talk, and uh, good night and blessings. Thank you, Orlando. Until next week, everybody, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.